Welcome to the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast, a ministry of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church, where we sit down with small town leaders who are making big time impact. Hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Heath Haney, pastor of Lindsay Lane's East Campus, joined by two great friends, fellow pastors, Alan Ostrisky, pastor of our North Campus, and Andy John King, pastor of our Athens Campus here, and our lead pastor. What's going on, guys? Me first. <laughs> you looked at me. <laughs> I'm doing good. How's it going, man? Excited about That's this. Good. We definitely don't know what we're doing yet, but uh, willing to try it. Now yeah. you, Alan. I'm supposed to hold up my finger. Just yeah, we're in. just a bunch of North Alabama boys that are uh, doing a podcast, and it's going to kind of feel like that, but that's all right. Uh, no, we are excited, uh, excited to be here, uh, excited in the position that I'm in to be able to talk with you guys just about leadership that and questions that really matter. Yeah. So that's for just if you don't know us, if you're not from Lindsay Lane Baptist Church, um, we do. We've been in ministry for a while. For all of us, we are still young guys, but we've got some years behind us. Um, we're the main reason we're doing this though is not just because we're in ministry, but because we love leadership. And uh, we we go to conferences, we read books, we do all this stuff. And and one of the things that we try to talk about a lot with our people at church, I know you guys do too, at your campuses, is is uh, that leadership's for everybody. Uh, we all need to be growing in leadership, even if you don't think you're a leader. Um, the leadership principles. Principles uh, are things that are going to help everybody, and so uh, that's why we call this the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast because we're we're trying to put put leadership principles that oftentimes get you know cast a lot have higher uh, intellectually or something than usually even the three of us like have any idea. We don't know what you're talking about. Um, so we're trying to put leadership principles down on the bottom shelf where all of us can enjoy it. And so, uh, man, speak to guys. Um, when you talk to leaders, when you talk about leadership at your campus, um, how do you how do you convey to your people the importance of leadership? Uh, a broad uh, approach to leadership to all your people. Uh, why is it important? Uh, well, if if, uh, if like you said, if if we if we have a view that everybody can be a part of leadership, that means that everybody has something to bring to the table or or something to believe in that they can. And I think you know the Lord's going to talk about. Service, you know, if you want to be a leader among us, you know, be yeah. in the kingdom of God, then, then you have to be a servant. Um, that's why Jesus came. So um, that that's the broad stroke that I think that uh, we try to paint is that if if you desire to to do something great for the kingdom of God, then serve. And that's the biggest one to start with, I guess, for us. Yeah, and it's out of necessity too. I mean, I don't know, uh, I don't know that anybody really feels like you know, they're a leader or I don't know. I don't know that we want leaders to feel like they've arrived in, in yeah. leadership. You know, uh, from my perspective, for those of you that know the history of our church, man, we started out as a church plant and when we didn't have any leaders, I mean, we had, a, we had a plant team that met temporary needs, but we had to see people taking on that, that yoke of leadership in a very real way so that we saw people that would come in on every, any given Sunday would they be able to grow and mature? We needed those people to answer those calls, and even those that felt maybe didn't feel uniquely qualified in some of those roles. And then, yeah. just how do we? How do you continue to cultivate that and continue leadership? It's a it's a workroom, right? It's a it's yeah. a it's a continual work in progress. So, I have had a question asked in a small group before in leadership. That is, do you hey do you think everybody that's in the church is is a leader in the church, or do you think that everybody can be a leader? Um, and so the can everybody serve? Yes. So that is a way servant leadership. You know the the, but but I also know you know the scripture talks about how there are specific 
leadership gifts given to the church. So that's right. that that's a that's also different. It's also there though. So if you guys have that question asked to you in a small group setting, how do you answer that? Can everybody be a leader? You know, is everybody a leader here? Well, what? How do you answer that in that small group setting? Yeah, uh, for me, um, again, I think it. I think it goes back to those leadership principles are not just for leaders. I think. I mean, when you talk about what makes a great leader, uh, oftentimes it's character. Um, it's uh, it's it's practical day to day organization lifestyle. Like it's it's it, it's so broad. Oftentimes, now, I mean, you can drill down into specific types of leaders and things like that. But I think the uh, so to answer your question, is everyone a leader? I maybe not. But can everyone grow uh, from leadership training and leadership principles? Yeah, I say absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think I, I like to at East, especially I like to try to take a broad approach to leadership in that, um, and that we're, we are leading in different avenues. Whether we lead in the workplace, or whether we lead in our home, or whether we lead in our group of friends, or I, I coach my daughter's uh, softball team this year. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, when we begin to. Again, that bottom shelf leadership, recognizing that all these little things we're doing, that's leadership too. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely broader. I don't know if it includes everybody as leaders, but it's definitely broader than what we often think about for sure. Yeah, you know, John Maxwell says, you know, that, that at its fundamental level, the most fundamental level, leadership is influence. Yeah, but, I mean, where's the limit of that? I mean, I've got influence – Outside of the pastorate, I've got I've got influence with my family. I've got influence with with my friends, uh, and and so nobody is exempt from from influence. Now, immediately when we say you know leadership in the church, we we immediately tend to to think of the higher ranking positions, right? Like maybe starting with like a Sunday school teacher, deacons, elders, pastors, uh, staff, those kind of things. Uh, but, but yeah, it, I mean, it's example. I mean, it's, uh, it's leading by example and it's, and it's being that same person in private that you are in public. It, it, it's born out of character. And so, yeah, I would say there's definitely a spiritual gifting of leadership that maybe all people don't, possess the ability to rally the troops, the ability to, to, to gain a following and to, to lead in a certain direction, uh, man, our church, our churches, all churches are at a leadership deficit. And so, yeah, right. you know, this is, this is, is one of many steps that we're taking to kind of address that deficit. Yeah. So you dropped a John Maxwell quote and <laughs> I feel, I feel I silly because I'm about to quote earlier. somebody. Else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey Malfers is a guy that I've read before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I pronounce his name right. He'll uh, never listen to this podcast anyway. It won't matter. <laughs> but uh, I think you said the greatest crisis in the world that we have is a crisis of leadership. And a, the, great, the greatest crisis of leadership is, is a crisis of character, which is yeah. good, That's you know? Right. And, and so the broad strokes, be, being a person of character and leading uh, influentially, is influentially a word? I think it, maybe. We're going to call it. Uh, it, it that, that living right, and it leads to leading right. But I know for our kids, um, you know, I got two small children. Y'all have small children. You know, we say things to them when they get out of the car and go into school, go to the ball field, like, hey, don't don't just be out there, be a leader out there. Yeah. Well, that we're not factoring in, like, has God called them to be a leader? No, <laughs> we're, we want them to lead the way by example of listening yeah, yeah. to their coach or teacher and That's all right. those things. And, and I think it's why it's on our hearts is it's an issue of stewardship for me. Yeah. Like, I need to steward leaders. Um, 
you know, we talk about churches all the time, why the churches decline and things like that. I, I've had this conversation with key leaders in our church before. Uh, I don't believe God is sending people to churches that don't have a leadership capacity to disciple and assimilate them. Like that's yeah. God being a poor steward, and he's yeah. not going to be that. And so if that's if good. we desire for God to bless, then these are the efforts that we are going to to work toward because— we ultimately want to be good stewards of the people and the, the, the things that, that God gives us. And so not just church members, but, you know, in a, in a personal context, like we want to be good stewards of our time and our efforts and our energy. And that makes sense when we make it bigger than, than us. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I think, I think we've, we've talked a lot, you know, just in a few minutes here about how we, how this looks at our campus and, and probably through our leadership, through our, through our own preaching and leadership. Um, but why this podcast, right? Like, I don't know if y'all have, have searched um, leadership podcasts. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, how arrogant of three rednecks from North Alabama uh, to think that we actually, but, but I think what we're trying to do in this podcast is something different. And so uh, Andy, John, I think you were, uh, this is probably a lot of your vision uh, when I think you started the conversation. And so just tell us why, why, why is this podcast different than all these others? So, our, our goal is, is to bring in local leaders, you know, influential people from around our local context that are leading well, uh, have a great reputation and great resume of leadership within our own community. And so, you know, people outside of this local context may not know their names, but, but here we do and, and they make a big impact. Right. So that's, uh, we, we want to learn from them, but, but also get to know them. We want to, uh, I, I think our goal is to kind of bri- uh, build a continued bridge into the community and that, that leads back to an own ramp into our church. But we, uh, we, we know that we can learn from men and women out there that have been doing leadership a long time, uh, have been doing it well and doing it on the local level. So it, it doesn't have to be at that top shelf to where we can't learn uh, or, or can't maybe apply it to what we're doing. So we look forward to those conversations. we got a, a list of folks that are going to come in here and talk with us and uh, yeah. look forward to that for sure. Yeah, I think um, that's really going to be the two the two things that are we're trying to set things apart here. Are, it's going to be local. Um, it's going to be leaders around here because we believe, uh, yeah, I mean, I love listening to those leadership guys. Y'all missing uh, John Maxwell and um, uh, all the leadership podcasts that you can find, but – I I'm just crazy enough to believe that in our North Alabama area, <laughs> there's just as good a leaders. They don't have the platforms right. necessarily, but but they've got just the same life experiences, just the same experience and wisdom uh, from the Lord. And so um, I believe if we give them an opportunity to to come on and and just to share their story, so that's going to be one of the main things we talk about is giving them an opportunity to just tell us how they got where they are. Uh, then we're going to talk about uh, just some specific things about what it looks like to be a leader in their context, and then. Um, and then we'll really drill down into uh, why they do what they do and, and what drives them and, uh, and how they drive others uh, through their leadership. And so it's going to be, man, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to, to start recording these. And so um, we're, we're looking forward to sharing those with you. But what, um, what was, your, what was your, uh, your first leadership position or your first leadership opportunity where you thought, I, I have a title, uh, <laughs> I have – Somebody has pointed at me and said they're the leader of this. I'm talking about, because I'm thinking school days, right? Yeah, it was yeah. probably. Yeah, so I'll start. Uh, for Go me, for uh, so my my mom 
uh, ran a kids camp at the church I grew up in. So every year we go to Fall Creek Falls, and she was in charge of that. And so we had just gone to Centrifuge uh, for the first time, and uh, the whole idea of like having different teams that are competing and stuff. So we came back, a group of us high school kids. We were all I was in ninth grade. We came back with the ideas for Centrifuge. No, I was in twelfth grade. Sorry. Uh, we came back with this idea, and within three weeks, we went to Centrifuge Kids Camp. Was three weeks later, we re- we totally changed the vibe of our kids camp to be this team based. We had flags. We made flags like for different countries, you know that thing, and we made them on poster board. It was super low cost, um, but we really and that now that's been golly, that was two thousand four or something like that, two thousand three, four or five, um, and now we're still. They're still my home church that I grew up in is still doing kids camp that way, still still using some of those same models that we did and the same flags. And, uh, and the, no, we actually same started the board. next year. We started buying actual flags. Um, <laughs> they laminated but anyway, them the next year. Yeah. yeah. So them. so uh, we just me and that group of of high school and college students, we just got to really step into a leadership that was way over our heads, but we got trusted with it. And uh, and man, all of so many of the people from that group are now serving in churches, not necessarily on vocationally, but they're serving in their church and, and growing. And it's really, really cool to see. So Heath started a revival at his church yeah. is what he's, he's, he's telling you. Yeah, his was, was way more legit and serious than I, I was thinking. Super answer, more than though. what mine is going to That's be. So, yeah, yeah, as a matter of fact, this may be a black eye on the history <laughs> of the church I grew up in. Uh, but we had one of those children's pastors that, uh, children's directors that didn't like being in front of people. And so uh, when I was in, like, I mean, I could not have been out of middle school. So seventh, eighth grade, I had just graduated and was in the student ministry. And my, our children's director approached me. And of course, I, I had preached in, in different areas and things like that. Like I just, that was kind of the calling of God on my life from a very young age, you know, to preach. And uh, I remember our children's director coming to me and be like, hey, do you want to lead like the Bible study time for children's church. And so from, for like two or three years there until we had somebody to fill that role, you know, this middle school kid gets up there and does the Bible study lesson. I don't know if that's a good thing or a, or a bad thing, <laughs> but that's definitely where it began. Yeah. So when I think back to the first opportunity I had to like stand up and get before people, it was probably, probably in the church. Like I was an acolyte. Do you know what an acolyte is? <laughs> No. So I grew up. I grew up in a small Methodist <laughs> church out in the county, and uh, an acolyte's the one that that brings in the light. They they have you know the, okay. the candle holder yeah, yeah. and they do all that. Mm-hmm. So that was like the first I know what it was called, serve. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, an acolyte. Uh, okay. The first serve spot, and then but when I was eighteen at uh, the church that I grew up in, um, I, I, I was I don't know if I was elected. Is probably not the right word. Appointed is probably the better <laughs> yeah. word. Uh, I was the United Methodist men's leader when I was like 18 or 19 years old, which, which, yeah, I don't know that that should have been the case. <laughs> that like was of the, the church or yeah, like the... Cert- certainly by grace. Now, we had a lot of good men in there, but I think they were all encouraging me to, you know, step up and lead. Uh, I don't know if they were laughing at me when I took it, but, um, but anyway, it was just an opportunity to like lead prayer. We had men's breakfast. Uh, you know, my uncle and th- uh, my, well, my granddaddy's brother and my uncle's... The, but they would, you know, make fun of me because I was late getting to our own men's breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that when you're leading at the age of 18. Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful for the experience, but man, there was, I, I look back and thank you. Thank you, Lord, for that, but I don't know if I should have been there yeah. doing that. Yeah. Well, man, and I think that's 
again, that's the scariest thing about leadership, but also it's the beautiful thing. Um, yeah, that's right. Is is trusting people? It gets to, you know, especially in the church. I think um, is trusting people that oftentimes don't feel ready. Yep. Um, and knowing that, frankly, they're gonna they're gonna mess it up. They're gonna make some mistakes along the way. Um, but especially within spiritual leadership, knowing that that there's grace from God for that, but also to have grace for one another. I think um, as we're leading, and so yeah, we have um, interns at our our campuses, yeah, yeah, right? right? And and part of the internships is to give them real responsibility. But well, with real responsibility when you're a young man, young woman means that you're giving people the opportunity to fail. But that's yeah. also part of learning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and y'all's experience may be different than mine, but I'll just tell you, like if one thing that being a campus pastor for two years has taught me is that I am ill-equipped to be a campus pastor. Yeah, right? Right. Like if that is the one, one glaring lesson I've learned, it's that, but, um, but that, that can be an overwhelming idea, but that also can be a freeing idea because I realize what's happening is not a product of my expertise or my wisdom. It's a, it's a product of the faithfulness of the, of the Lord through his Holy spirit, right. you know, to lead. And so, uh, we, we've got to be careful how we, well, I think I'm qualified for that. Well, the moment we think we're qualified is the moment we're operating in our own strength, too. So there, we've, we can't figure out faith, you know, outside. We can't figure faith outside out of that equation. That's right. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, here at All Three Campus for Lindsay Lane, back in the spring um, 2022, uh, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but um, but we, we actually – uh, did a sermon series uh, through the second part of the Gospel of Mark, and man, over and over again, it just kept coming up. Humility, right? Um, and Christ being the perfect example, more than any of the the guests we're going to have on, on this podcast, yeah. uh, Jesus is the example that we have of leadership, and and what we see from him is that is a humility. And I think oftentimes we think, oh yeah, yeah, church leaders need to be humble, but it don't work like that in the business world. And uh, I hope that what we learn through interviewing these people is that there's some pushback to that, right? Like that, that all leaders need to have, I mean, yes, at the end of the day, you're going to have to run with it. Like you've got to step up and take charge where charge needs to be taken. But um, there's also got to be a level of humility. And I think that's what you're hitting on. And so, man, I, again, I, I can't wait to have these conversations with folks. I think Andy, John, you got a couple of quick hitters for us. Yes. Hit us, hit us with a couple we're going to try thoughts. to end these podcasts with some rapid fire questions. And so, I've got a, a few that we'll we'll work through here. Um, favorite cake flavor? Go vanilla, I guess. Oh, strawberry for me for sure. Uh, Italian cream. What is that? What is really Italian specific? Cream? That's <laughs> annoyingly <laughs> specific. <Gosh>. Sorry. That's, <laughs> uh, are you like a cake snob? What is what is yeah, that? Dude, if you've never had Italian cream cake, uh, then don't don't at, don't at me. Got it. Okay, noted. Uh, I'm hanging um, out in the Haney house. Yeah. The, uh, pet peeve? Smacking. I hate Like when you're that, eating. Yeah, gosh, yeah. smack. Yeah, well, obviously, being smacked would, would not be one of my favorites <laughs> either. But, man, when somebody smacks their gum, then I've got three kids at home, dinner table. It's, yeah, it's yeah. that for sure. Rapid fire questions for me, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. here comes right. another one. Uh, um, are, I don't know that I have a pet peeve. I'm sure I do. I can't really think of something that absolutely bothers me every yeah. single time. Everything bothers hey, me. Hey, Andy, John, <laughs> rapid fire back. Greatest, what's your? What's a fear of yours, a phobia that oh, you have? 100% mice, uh, hands down. They are the devil's creatures, <laughs> and I don't so understand. I'm not a fan of mice. No. 
they're sneaky and and uh, well, my it all goes back. You can't to my, keep them out of anywhere. No, yeah. my granddad used to tell a story of when a, uh, a a mouse ran up his pants leg when he was working mm. in a barn and he had uh, overalls on, and we loved to hear him tell the story. And we would be like, well, "What did you do?" And he would always like grab his pants real, real quick, like a jerk, and grab them. And he would be like, "I crushed him. My grip crushed him. I killed him. What do you think I did?" Right? And uh, at, at, from that moment as a kid, I've, I've always, every time I see a mouse, I like grab my pants legs because I know yeah. it's going yeah. to run up. Yeah, they're cut, I, uh, we're cutting hay in North Alabama right now, and our house is yeah, field oh, yeah, mice, yeah, yeah. man, everywhere. So Absolutely. I'll tell you, uh, I was, I was a kid. Uh, I was probably in middle school, maybe, and I woke up to my mom screaming one night. Uh, she had slept on the couch because she was having some back trouble. And I, the story is she woke up from a dead sleep and on her stomach was a mouse looking her right in the eyeballs, Annie mm. John. Right in the – and so she she – which, you know, uh, she just threw her blanket and it woke us all up, you know, all four of us in the house. So Yeah, I, anyway. I'd refuse to rec- recollect that story again. That, that'll give me bad dreams tonight. Favorite number, go. Fourteen. You have a favorite number? number? Uh, ten. Yeah, eleven for me. <laughs> okay. well, I mean, ball numbers and oh, okay. stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You could have said three. You've been real spiritual. Seven, seven, seven. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, sweet tea or coffee? Sweet tea. Uh, Sundrop. Sweet tea. Yeah, Sundrop's number one, but that wasn't the question. I don't like either one of them. So. I hear this bird chirping right now out the window, and it makes me think of a mouse. Like, is that a is that an actual mouse in the corner? Uh, that's a sound effect I have right here in front of me. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, least favorite church song. Mm. Days of Elijah for me, hands down. God, yeah, I would. I was probably going to go there. Actually, Days I of know Elijah. people love it. I'm a friend of God, not a big fan. Yeah, yep, I'm with you on that one. He calls me. Yeah. So, what's the one? It just got ruined for me. Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. <laughs> because of the Andy. Yeah, because of the Andy. Because now I can't hear it any other way. You know, oh, the old hymn. We've lost all of our older audience. Now. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. No, oh, trust me. There's plenty of new ones. <laughs> yeah, there's, that I don't like <laughs> there's some new ones I'm not a, a big fan of. Absolutely. Um, and that one that I, I think the ones we mentioned are probably not like old as when we were growing up old. Not they're not old hymns. No, no. Well, that yours is Andy walks with me. What is that song? And he tells me that I'm his own. Uh, in the garden? Or? Yeah, in the, I come to, I the, come garden. to the garden. Yeah, right. so he's out. There will be no senior adults that like yeah. this podcast because of him. And Ours I actually, more. I say I love, my dad grew up, I grew up, you know, worshiping with my dad. He was a worship leader at the church I grew up in. And so we used to sing that song all the time. But then when you hear it, like, I can't think of, I can't stop thinking about Andy. And then I was an office fan. And so there you go. now it's a song about Andy Bernard. So I can't get enough of the old rugged cross, Andy John. <laughs> Yes. Hey, uh, where, where you at on Blessed Assurance? Mansion over the hilltop. What's that? Blessed Assurance. Uh, yeah, I like Blessed Assurance. That's one of my favorite. Our favorite that's hymn. Go favorite hymn. That's one, that's Blessed Assurance that for me. Yours? One of my favorite hymns. I'm now found. Only trusted. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I, it's I think rapid I'm fire. You I've, can't change it. You can't, can't change, change it. No take you back. Yeah, that's I'm right. Good one too. Mansion over the hilltop. I got I actually have that one over there framed. There is a fountain filled with blood. That's a good one too. That's a good one too. Come thou fount sounds like a man. That's old, right? It's written old. I have no idea. Man, I like that one too. It's a good one. I'm glad we. I'm glad we put the book in on that. That we do enjoy. We do enjoy older right. songs. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, man, hey, I, I can't wait uh, to have some of these conversations. And so, thank you guys for tuning in with us. This is just kind of introduction podcast. I promise you, we won't talk this much in the episodes to come. Uh, we're going to let our leaders speak, and we've got a lot of good questions we're going to be asking them. And so, we hope that you'll tune in with us every time we drop one of these episodes. And uh, until next time, um, keep leading. 
Thanks for listening to the Bottom Shelf Leadership Podcast, a ministry of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. For more information on our church and all three of our locations, you can check us out at lindsaylane.org.